today's Leading Women episode 161. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Rebecca Tracy. Rebecca Tracy is the head and only honcho over at the Uncaged Life, where she helps people get clarity and confidence in their online businesses and want the freedom to work from anywhere. Her Uncaged Life community is one of the most amazing online communities out there, a place where you can meet and network with other small location independent business owners, grow your reach, find opportunities for collaboration, run your ideas by others who genuinely want to see you succeed, and find a safe place to touch your new products and services. So women of the world, Miss Rebecca Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well. So, Rebecca, I really like with your business, especially with the Uncaged Life. I love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Yeah, so so my business is the Uncaged Life, and I work with um, I work with newish business owners who are still trying to come up with all of their ideas and put everything together, but who know that they want to be able to work online. They want to be able to take clients from all over the world, grow their reach, and not be tied down to any one location. So that really came from for me a life of traveling and years and years of being abroad and taking odd jobs here and there, and never really settling into one career because I always wanted to take off and go on vacations and hit the road. So it was really hard to hold down a job when I was doing that. And um, I actually started as a nutritionist and a health coach. And that business kind of fizzled out for me. And it, it took me about a year of really digging into what the core of that business was for me. Because I wasn't excited about the way that I was doing it. I was doing sort of typical health coaching stuff. So doing intakes and giving recipes to people. And none of it really felt in alignment with me. So I did a lot of digging into my core message and realized that it was all about helping people choose how they want to live. And as soon as I got to that core message, I was able to drop the rest of my business and just just go forward with the uncaged life, which started off as sort of a little bit more general life and business coaching because I had a lot of friends who were also starting their nutrition businesses and I found myself coaching them through that. And you know, over the course of the last two and a half years, I guess it's been now, have sort of carved out my niche in that. But I'm a really big advocate of getting to the core of your business right away as a starting point so that you have a really strong foundation to move forward with as you're starting to build all the different pieces of your business. 
Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and you know how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were uh, curious to hear that from you as well. And I resonate a lot uh, with what you've shared because with me, I mean, I grew up in the Philippines and then moved to the U.S. and then I married a Norwegian. And so we've been living both in Norway and in the U.S. So uh, like what you've said, I mean, I wanted that. That was the one that was a dri- one of the driving force with me is to have a business that I can travel with me or that can come with me wherever I am. So totally agree with you totally resonate with what you've shared and i was also uh, same thing i was so interested with i was into nutrition and fitness early on but then like what you've said i it didn't really resonate with me or it wasn't totally in alignment with what i really want to do so it's really important for our listeners out there to to really hold on what it is what is the, what is that you really want to do what is what's the core of your your, your business what, what is it that you want to put out there that you are passionate about i love your stories totally resonate with me <laughs> now what was that defining moment you know that prompted you to start a business and made you say this is my business yeah, it's funny because I never saw myself as an entrepreneur and, you know, growing up, I, I was always, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit and that I really liked um, working on my own time and I liked, you know, taking charge of situations and I really liked to call the shots and I really liked the idea that the more I worked, the more money I could make. So I always had those types of jobs where the more I hustled, the higher my income was. I never did well with a salary, but I still never thought of myself as someone who could run their own business. It just was you know, beyond me what that even entailed. And it was after I sort of went to nutrition school and started taking on a few clients and, you know, really thinking like, this is a viable skill. I could actually do this. And it wasn't until that business kind of failed that I realized there was no other option for me other than to have a business. I had, you know, I had given it a shot with that business. It hadn't really worked out, but I just couldn't bring myself to go back and get another real, you know, quote unquote, real job. And it was during that year, that time between deciding I don't really want to do nutrition and about a year later starting The Uncaged Life, I had a whole year of not working. I just lived off my savings. I went into a little bit of debt and I really enjoyed my life. I did a ton of traveling. I, you know, went and spent summers in the park and just, you know, laid there reading a book all afternoon. And after a year of that, I thought, you know what, this has to happen. I, there's no way I can go and get a, get another job. So I'm starting my business. And that's when I sort of came to the message clarity of the uncaged life and really jumped in. But it really took, it took me fully living that lifestyle to realize that this is the way that it had to be that long term, you know, I started my business when I was 30. Long term, I just didn't see myself getting a job that that I would ever be happy with. And it just kind of got to the breaking point where I thought, all right, it's been a year, you've been sitting on your butt, you need to go and do something. And um, that was really the driving motivation. And of course, there has to be some motivation to help other people and you have to know what your skills are and your expertise. Um, but I think the the drive behind it is really, really important and was a really important part for me. Well, I love that story. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that moment you just described because, you know, that's what happened to me also. You know, I started doing this part time and the less and less or that I work on my part, my uh, day job. And the more and more time that I spent with my business, I saw that. I saw the big difference of what, what it is that I wanted to be doing. So I totally resonate with you. When you get to this point, like, okay, you, you found something that you're passionate about doing. You want, you want to push, pull, push through with this. Then you found that, okay, I'm no longer interested in this other area, for example, a job that you have. So totally resonate with that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to what you've just shared. So love that story. Thank you for sharing that. 
And you touched about a little bit about what the, your, your goal is for your business. And I would love for you to expand on that because your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. And that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they'd really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Yeah, I think there's two visions. And I, I see this a lot with my clients. There's always two driving forces. And it seems that one of them is really selfish. And one of them is really giving and really in service of others. So I'll talk a little bit about both of those. Um, I think the self, I'll start with the selfish one. So for me, and for, for most of the people that I work with who want this idea of an uncaged life, a lot of it is about really being able to enjoy their life, to have time off when they want it, to be able to travel, to spend time with family and friends, to work as little or as much as they want. It's a lot about freedom. And most people that I speak with when they start businesses, that's a really huge driving force. And it's not enough on its own, but it's one half of the equation. I think that I wanted that enough, that vision of what my life could be, and the vision that I had lived up until I started my business. I wanted that to continue. The other part of the driving force, though, is that you have to really want to be able to help people. You can't just be in it for the lifestyle alone because the reality is that at least in the first few years of your business, that lifestyle is a joke. You are not living an uncaged life in your first few years of your business. There's so much work and so much hustle, and you'll probably work more than you've ever worked before. So you have to have a compelling vision for your business beyond just the, the selfish part of having the lifestyle that you want. And so for me, that's that vision for me is being able to help people live the life that they want and do work that matters and get people out of the idea that life has to be one certain way. And I've been like this my whole life before I even started a business. I was always, you know, challenging the status quo and asking people who were unhappy in their jobs why they felt like they had to stay and they had all these excuses. And I was always the one saying, yeah, but can't you see it from this other side? Like there's this whole other perspective and life out there for you. So I've been doing that my whole life. And I think that's my big vision is to help people realize that it really is possible to go after those, those unconventional lifestyles and jobs that probably most people in their life, you know, poo-poo and say it's not possible. So I come at it from both, from both places. It's a selfish place and it's also a place of really, really wanting to evoke change in our society and really help people see that there's more than one way to live your life. I love that you touch those areas, both of those areas, because that really rings a bell. You know, you know what? I believe that, you know, one of the driving force, and I too have that. Of course we have that. We are in the business because we want to build something. We want to build a kind, that kind of lifestyle that we want. You know, we don't, and when you know that it is possible, that also inspires you to do, to, to strive for that one. But not only, you know, it starts with helping ourselves because when we are able to achieve those uh, for ourselves, we transcend beyond ourselves. It will be we are able to help more people because we are able to help ourselves. So I do believe that it is so crucial that, you know, we take care of ourselves and it is okay to aspire this for ourselves for the kind of lifestyle that we want because after that one, it will we are more able to help other people, help more people because we are already, we met our, our, our necessities, you know, we met our own already, what we need for ourselves. So now we are able to, to turn them or to share the one with other people. And the more we're able to help ourselves, the more we're going to be able to help others. So I believe that is a very great uh, in a thing to, to, to think about for our listeners out there. Because of course, it is uh, 
you can say this is a selfish idea, but I do believe that when we are able to help ourselves better, we are then we are able to expand that help to other people because we already took care of ourselves first. So love that, that you shared that one and you touched that. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success so that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Oh, I think, I think the most important one, and I guess this is something you can learn. It's always been in me, but I'm sure that you can learn it, uh, is being okay with risk and with the unknown. And I really love that. I, you know, I feel like I've lived my whole life that way with taking big chances and not overanalyzing or being really stressed out about the possible outcomes, sort of taking the leap, even if you don't know what's going to happen on the other side, you have to be okay with that if you have your own business. There's just no getting around it because you never know what's going to happen and you can have the perfect plan and it will never go the way that you plan. So you really have to be okay with taking those risks. Um, I think as a second one, you have to be really, really determined. And that kind of goes back to your previous question about, you know, what's the driving force, but you really have to have that compelling vision or else your business is going to fall flat and nothing is ever going to get to the place where you want it to. And I really think that that's what happened with my nutrition business was that I didn't have that bigger vision. All I had was I want to work for myself and we'll see what I can, you know, we'll see what skills I can pull together. But I, I didn't have that bigger why or that bigger message. So for me, when I started The Uncaged Life, I was really connected to that why. And I think that that gave me the determination to push through all of the uncertainty and all of the times that things went wrong, because I knew that that vision was at the other side of it. Oh, and let's see, a third quality. Um, I don't know. I feel like you need to have a sense of humor. I think you have to be able to laugh at your mistakes. You have to be able to laugh at the mistakes of, of your clients and your colleagues. And you have to be able to really take everything with a grain of salt and realize this is just business and we're just humans and, you know, we're all going to die someday anyways. So might as well go for it. And I think that the more lighthearted you can be about your business, the easier things are as you go forward. Wow, great lessons there with the, what you've just shared. And I agree with you. I mean, the good news with the, this trait is that we can all adapt or we can all cultivate them. So those three are being okay with risk and taking chances. And the second one is to be determined. And one way of doing that is to create a vision. That's why it's so important for our listeners out there to create your vision for yourself and for your business. Because that's the one that gives you direction. That's the one that inspires you on a daily basis. And as they say, don't be afraid to dream big and dream big, bigger, uh, some, uh, create something that is bigger than yourself. See for yourself that you want, you want to make a difference, for example, something that inspires you on a daily basis because that will help you, especially during the times when there are going to be challenges along the way. So, And then the third one is to have that sense of humor. Of course, we have to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process of being in business, enjoy life. I mean, we have to live at the moment as well and might as well enjoy it in the best way we can. So I love those uh, traits that you've just shared. All right, now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I think, well, my challenges that I have now are definitely different than the challenges I had when I was first starting. 
And when I was first starting my business, I think the biggest challenge was just really knowing really knowing what to do. I mean, there were so many things that you have to learn that I had to learn when I was starting my business. Um, everything from marketing and sales to where to find my clients to how to put together my programs to you know what my niche was and sort of rethinking that over and over again. There was just so many pieces to it. And knowing where to start was was one of the biggest pieces. So definitely to get over that, learning everything that you can, working with coaches, hiring help, um, is really, really important at the beginning because there's no way that you can figure it all out alone. And there's so much to learn that you need to have at least a, a short-term vision of the next steps. And it's really hard to do that when you're swimming in all of your ideas with no one to help you clarify them. Um, I think another challenge for me as I went forward was really finding my place in my business and clarifying exactly how I wanted to work with people that felt really good for me and that really gave my clients the best results. And it took a lot of experimentation. I think in my first year of business, I had at least 20 different offerings, whether those were one-on-one or group or online programs. I tried literally everything because I knew that I needed to test things out to figure out where my sweet spot was. And I think that everybody should do that. Um, If you're feeling like you don't know how to package things or you're not quite sure how to work with people, try everything out until you find it because that's that's going to be the key to making money is making sure that you're working in your zone of genius that you're working for the length of time that makes sense for you and your clients and that takes a lot of experimentation uh and i think the other challenge was that i was doing a lot of it alone and the thing that's really changed things in my business in the past year is that i've i've formed mastermind groups I've started my own community um, in the Uncaged Life where we've got over 1,500 people that, you know, I use them as much as they use me. I turn to them when I have questions, when I need support. Um, And then I have, of course, other groups that I belong to where I'm connected with other entrepreneurs. And, you know, kind of like this podcast, it brings people together. And when I first started, I didn't have any of that. I was totally brand new to the scene. I had no idea where to go to even find people who understood what I was doing. And the sooner that you can tap into those communities, it's so much easier because then you realize that your struggles aren't unique. Everybody is going through the exact same thing that you are. So there's no excuse. Um, Other people are doing it. You can do it too. And it just gives you that support that you need to really push through and to, to have people who get it. Because I think a lot of time in our, in our regular lives, friends and family, a lot of the time they don't understand what we're doing. They think we should just go and get a real job. And like, what are we messing around with all this business stuff for, you know, they think it's a fad or a hobby. So you really need people who can see your bigger vision and help support you and get you there. Wow. Well said. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to those challenges that you have uh, shared because I myself uh, have uh, challenged with those as well. And I love that you've shared the tips on how you overcame them because that's the main thing. You know, these challenges will come along as we build our business. And even in our life in general, there are going to be challenges. But the beautiful thing is that we can learn from each other. You know, you can learn from how Rebecca dealt with these challenges that she faced along uh, when she started doing her business. So for our listeners out there, these challenges or whatever challenges that you have or you are experiencing right now, know that there are ways to deal with it and not have them as a deterrent or a hindrance for you to move forward. So for our listeners out there, the, you know, the tips that Rebecca just shared on how she was able to overcome these challenges, if it resonate with you, know that there are ways to deal with that. So thank you for sharing your, your, your experience with that because that will help our listeners as well. 
right, Rebecca, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Uh, well, my, my, my work-life balance has been interesting because the first year of my business, I was living in a van. So I, um, I had decided to start my business. Um, actually, and I probably should have mentioned this, what was that, that driving force? A lot of it was that I was going on a seven-month road trip and my boyfriend and I had bought a huge camper van and we're going on a climbing trip. Rock, we're big rock climbers, so we were going on this big trip. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to start my business now so that it's ready to go by the time I move into this van. So my first year of business was really more life than it was work because I was traveling. I didn't want to be tied to you know Wi-Fi everywhere I went. So I only worked one or two days a week. But then as soon as we got back, I was in total hustle mode and everything, the tables turned and I was mostly business, almost no life for about a year. Um, and this year it's, it's settling and it's sort of evening itself out. But I think that the biggest challenge is stepping away from work because when you really love the work that you do and when you're starting to see results and you're starting to see how much you can help people and you have all these new ideas of new ways to market and new programs. You just, I mean, for me, I just want to be working all the time. So even though I, even though I know that it's catching up with me, it's really hard to stop. So the way that I'm combating that is that I've, I've just hired on a, I, she's not full time, but a, a fairly full time um, assistant where who's basically going to take over a ton of my tasks uh, so that I can focus on my work time being really, really productive instead of getting really stuck in the busy work. And so that I can actually have more time off during the days. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes because I'm finding that even though she's taking care of everything, I sit here at my desk and I go, huh, what am I going to do? Like I have all this free time and I just want to get back to work. So it's been interesting and I think um, it definitely takes some balance to step away from work. And, you know, obviously, if you have a family, you're you have way more constraints on your time. And I think it's actually easier to step away because there's something else pulling at you. But when you, you know, when you don't have that, like me, it's, it's really challenging to move away from it, especially when you love it. So I'm still, I'm still figuring out the work-life work balance, but I definitely think that setting some boundaries and getting help in the areas that you're not an expert in so that you're not, you know, spending hours working on things that are getting you nowhere are really great starting points. Well, I'm sure it's not, it's not only you. I mean, I totally agree that, you know, this is a challenge and I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs or, uh, or people or our listeners out there, I'm sure can relate to you what you've said that this is something that everyone has a challenge with. Um, and uh, we don't have to make this one way complicated. You know, we can do things like stepping away for a little bit from our work. And, and I agree because building a business requires your time, your energy, your effort, and especially you when you're beginning and especially because you are passionate about it that you don't see work anymore as I, what you're doing as work anymore. And it's no longer work for you. So it's so easy to just be sitting in, in front of your computer, for example, and doing this 24 hours. But it's really important to find that time to step away from your work to not only to have that uh, to re-energize or to rejuvenate yourself but it's really important to kind of clear off your mind i mean you 
or set time for you. Okay, this time I'm going to be working. I'm going to have a, a little break and then go back to work. And for and I'm sure what you said about the, those uh, listeners with families, of course, there are, it's a lot more challenging for you guys to find that time and you know, balancing a bit between working and then taking care of your family as well or spending time with your family. But it's really important to make time for those that are important to you. And and you, you've mentioned also about getting help. I mean, hire an assistant if you can as soon as or as soon as you can because it really frees up your time to to do all the other things that you enjoy doing and also to free up your time to not only to spend time with yourself but to spend time with your family as well or those that are important to you so whatever it is that you are in at the moment be flexible about what works for you and then its main thing is to find time that and not neglecting those other areas that are important to you so thank you for sharing your perspective on that and i'm sure it's not only you're struggling with this because every one of us are all right now rebecca let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past say you're gonna start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Oh, you know what? Number one would be, uh, <laughs> this is probably counter to what a lot of people think, um, is to keep your day job. Don't go quitting your job and thinking that your business is going to take off in the next three to six months. It doesn't happen that way. There are definitely exceptions, um, but there's something about having a stable income and not having that fear of running out of money or running out of time pressing you that lets you build a business from a really organic place instead of operating out of scarcity mode and always trying to um, always trying to do the thing that's going to make you the most money instead of really laying down solid foundations for your business. So I really think keeping your job is really, really important. And when I started my business, I actually went out and got a job um, because I knew that I needed to invest back in my business and I didn't want to be crunched for money and feeling stressed. So that's number one. Um, number two is hiring help, especially if you're new to business. Um, you might not be new to your craft. So if you're a coach or you're a writer, whatever business you're starting, a designer, you might not be new to that, but business is a whole other skill set that we're usually not taught in school unless, of course, we went to business school. So if you have no background in business, um, go and hire a business coach, join a group, anything so that you can learn the business skills that you need to actually bring your craft to life. And I think that's probably the number one mistake that people make is that they want to start a business, but they don't usually have a ton of money to invest, so they don't get help. And I promise you will make your investment back <laughs> tenfold by getting help early on. Uh, and I think the I think the other the last the last tip would be to experiment with everything. Everything in your business is an experiment. Probably for the first two years, you're going to be experimenting with so many different new ways of doing things that the sooner that you can get comfortable realizing that nothing is set in stone and that you get to change your mind and you get to try out new things, the easier it's going to be because you're not going to feel like you have to get it all right the first time around. Wow, great takeaways there our listeners can take action on today. And uh, let me just summarize those for our listeners. So the first one is to keep your day job. Yes, this is really important because 
you need that financial cushion you need that financial stability because there are expenses in car when you're building a business so if it is all at all possible build your business on the side while you are still having your job and then go little bit go slow um as soon as you're able to to leave that job and your financials you know, stable for example with your or comfortable with your business that you know you have a financial cushion that's already then maybe that's the time to call the shot but i totally agree with you that it's really important that you have some source of income while you're building your business because there are expenses in car so really take a um, think about that and then the second one is to hire help or hire mentor and coach yes i'm really big on this i mean i credited my success and where I, where I am uh, with my mentor, with hiring a mentor, um, John Lee Dumas, because I wouldn't have pulled this through without her, without him. So it's really important to hire a coach that will help you not only shortcut your learning curve, but also to inspire you, to encourage you, to let you see what is possible and also to make you accountable as well. And if you're not able to get a mentor, for example, then join a mastermind, join a group, people that are moving the same direction as you, because that will help you, it will give you support as well. And then you can and also brainstorm ideas with them so find those groups that you can uh, network with or they can mastermind with so big uh, tip there and the last one is to experiment with everything and yeah i love when you said about nothing is set in stone it's totally true and be willing to learn all of those be willing to take your chances be, be willing to try new things as well so love those tips that you just shared so thank you for sharing those now, what's one favorite business resource that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? Oh, if I had to pick one, it would be the self-control app. And this is an app that lets you shut down any websites um, for any length of time. So as anyone who's starting a business knows, it's really easy to get sucked into the internet, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or looking at other people's websites, becoming obsessed with what everybody else is doing, going down this rabbit hole into the vortex of hours and hours of time being sucked away. So self-control app lets you completely block websites. So very often if I have to get work done or I'm finding myself just zoning out and like two hours have gone by and I've just been on Facebook the whole time, I'll set it to block Facebook for the next five hours. And it's amazing because you can restart your computer. Um, I think you can even uninstall the app and it will still block it, which is amazing because it's, it, it'll be funny how many times during the day when I have it blocked, I'll find myself going on to open it and it'll say page not found. And I'm like, oh, geez, I forgot I blocked it. So it's, it really helps you show you what your habits are and also gives you time away from looking at everything else to just focus on your work. And I think that's really, really important to do when you're starting. Wow. I think we can all make use of that. Wow. I love it. Self-control app. I mean, there's a ton of distractions out there. And if you could just get, you know, hone into one by getting this help to let us focus and not be distracted by shutting off things that you're not supposed to be focusing on at that moment. I mean, I certainly that would really benefit me. So I'm definitely going to be checking that one out. So thank you for sharing that. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Um, yeah, I really like the book The War of Art um, by Stephen Pressfield. It's all about resistance. And it, it really walks through all the different ways that resistance shows up when you're starting any type of creative project. 
And it's, it's just really interesting because it brings light to a whole bunch of different ways that resistance shows up that you probably think are actual legitimate excuses. And really, it's just resistance. So I think it's really great for anyone starting any kind of creative project because resistance will come up. And it just gives you some insight and some tools into how to beat it so that you can keep putting one foot in front of the other. Wow. Yes, I love that book, The War of Art by Stephen Presswell. So, and it's a quick read as well. So for our listeners out there, I'm, I'm going to have that one on our resources as well. Last but not least, Rebecca, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say superheroine because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Um, <laughs> this might not be so much a superhero as a superpower, but I wish I, I wish I had, um, you know, the Care Bears, remember the Care Bears? They used to do that Care Bear stare where they would just like shine their chest at something and like magical rainbows and unicorns would come out and <laughs> solve that person's problems. Um, I so wish I had that. <laughs> wish I could Care Bear stare everybody who's starting a business. Because <laughs> I think that we need that kind of, um, we need that kind of outpouring to see that it's actually possible. And I see so many people quitting early or giving up or doubting themselves or getting stuck in fear because they don't have that light at the end of the tunnel. So I wish I could just like open up my belly and like Care Bear stare at everyone who's starting a business to show them that there's something on the other side. You just have to hang in there. Yes, I totally, I totally agree with you. I mean, I would love that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that as well. I, I love it. Now, um, tell our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or service and where they can get it. And then we'll end from there. With me, no matter which one of my programs that you buy or that, you know, any capacity that you work with me in, um, is message clarity, is really getting down to the core of what your business is. And messaging is such an important thing and it involves the big picture why to your point of view and what makes you different to who your clients are to what exactly you do. So it's getting really tangible with what your business actually is. So it really brings a lot of focus and clarity and gives you a chance to focus on your business instead of looking around at what everybody else is doing. And they can all go to uncagedlife.com? Yeah, theuncagedlife.com. Okay, all right. So theuncagedlife.com. That's T-H-E-U-N-C-A-G-E-D, life, L-I-F-E.com. And by the way, for our listeners out there, if you are able to jot those down, I'm going to have all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast to be available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Rebecca Tracy or just type in her name, Rebecca Tracy on the search bar and it will find it for you. But again, that link is theuncagedlife.com and from there you can go to check out on her products and her services and also to her social media sites. Rebecca, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. 
If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg